1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Cast. My name is Davis Maddock. You guys can find me on Twitter, at Davis in this episode of the show, we continued our run of Monday podcasts covering the NBA. I'm joined by Michael Gallagher for these. Drew Dinkmeyer was not able to join us this week, but we still ran through a list of really interesting topics. Uh, looked a little bit at the most improved race. I kind of think there actually are a couple values out there in the market right now. Now that Devontae Graham is not going to run away with it, talked a little bit about the Rockets microball, what the first round of seasonal NBA fantasy might look like next year and more a lot of a lot of good topics a lot of good chat with Mike on the show. I think you guys will like it and enjoy it. Of course, if you do like the show, you can subscribe on Patreon, patreon.com takecast for bonus episodes of the show and just to support what we have going on. You can subscribe to dailyroto.com for the best tools and projections in the industry using the promo code Janis, J-A-N-I-S. And if you don't want to do any of that, don't want to spend any money, you can just support the show by leaving a rating and review on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, 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 wherever you listen to podcasts, all of that is very useful and very helpful. And uh, now let's go ahead and get into the episode. All right, everyone, looping in Mike Gallagher to continue our weekly conversations about the NBA. Drew is busy today, not able to be in the office to join us, but we, uh, we are going to soldier on. And, uh, Mike, I, I want to start with what I think the most casual NBA fans are thinking about this week, which is, you know, we were supposed to see Steph on Sunday, March 1st, and the team said he's not coming back. He's going to miss three more games. I mean, are we, do we even want to see Steph back this year with this Golden State team?
0: I think so. Uh, and actually, just as we hopped on here, Steph's uh, G League practice team lost uh, to the other G League team, uh, G League practice team. So I thought that was pretty funny. But I mean, yeah, I miss Steph. You know, we talk about all these players that go off. And I've always said that hot Steph is the best entertainment like possible, um, even just outside of basketball, like watching Steph go off and drop the 35 40 footers in a way he does just by shaking defenders off and like we see dame do it but dame doesn't really shake guys like steph does and um yeah i definitely miss steph you know it's kind of a the why are the nba ratings down twitter could definitely point to that Uh, he's just an exciting guy um i don't have any kids but i know people who have young kids are huge steph fans um and he's, he's definitely good for the nba and the Warriors are—they're you know, not very good. Um, they got whooped last night by the Wizards. Um, yeah, they're throwing—they're
1: so—they they are so bad, yeah, Mike. They, they are—it's so, it's, it's crazy. Uh, uh, yeah. I—I do—I do—I think there is a potential light years thing going on with them, though. I think For that sure. this—I think this Dragon Bender thing. I here here's here we're gonna go full Galaxy Brain already five minutes into the show. <laughs> I think that Dragon Bender, the the theory of what he was supposed to be as a player, fits in really well with Draymond, Clay and Steph. And there is a decent chance that he is a rotation player
0: for them next year. He was a talented dude. uh, And he had a couple bright spots with the Suns. But they tried him so – like, they never really figured out what he was. And that was really the big detriment for why he never did anything. Like, they tried him in a three for a bit of – this guy's a – Seven footer, basically. I mean, yeah, he he's two hundred twenty-five
1: pounds and seven feet tall. He was not a yeah. he was not a small forward.
0: Yeah, and it was multiple games. We're not talking like sometimes you see like little pockets where they'll run like two center lineups, but like it was used in multiple spots. It was just like, come on, man, he's a four-five. What are you doing? Because um, he one of those guys that had a late growth spurt, so he kind of just developed into whatever he was and yeah um like marquis Mar- and funny thing is like after Marquise, chris has a good season his best season easily and then this happens too so um yeah bender's played he played pretty well in the last couple of games and you know credit to them like eric, eric pascal has been really good so this, and i i've always said i love and being from like a fantasy guy you know we the bad teams are where it's at like that's where you research that's where you got to figure out who's going to be good because all these diamonds in the rough come out and that's, so you get waiver wires and your, your yeah, your we talked about
1: so we talked about silly season last yeah. week with Drew, but I mean this whole Warriors front court because it seems like Dre just doesn't want to play. Seems like seems yeah. like he is just out. Like he just is not interested. So uh yeah, he Juan told us to-
0: months ago this is gonna happen. So I mean like people were surprised. I know people have him on their fantasy team and like, oh, why is he sitting like, dude, he told you this is gonna happen, man. Like that's on you trade him, you know? Yeah,
1: And we got we got yeah. Juan Toscano Anderson. Uh, we have, we have Dragon Bender. We have Marquise Chris. I mean, Chris has got to be for the rest of the season. He's got to be what top 30 ish, uh, 40 ish, uh, player for, for season all the rest of the way. Uh,
0: probably 75 ish. I'd want to 50, 75, which is still really, really good. It's a guy you're going to trust pretty much every night, but yeah, he's been really tremendous. And this is probably my biggest L I've ever taken in my fantasy life was touting Marquise Chris. Uh, the year he just had a massive disappointment. It was, like, my worst call of my, my career. Um, so, it's nice to see that he's actually – he did have it in him. So, maybe I was kind of right. But, um, yeah. Uh, so, and he's had a good fantasy skill set, too. So, but, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of guys that have been busting out. And, yeah, like I said, Eric Paschal's been really fun. He's really awesome. And, like, it's weird. People say – like, the way people compare Eric Paschal to other other players just makes no sense. Like, they're comparing him to defensive players. Like, dude, he's an offensive guy. And so I just, I don't know, it's kind of a little a side note, but yeah, I, I definitely, but, but having Steph to play next to those guys and Jordan Poole's play a lot better too. So yeah, definitely. Um, it's going to be weird how he affects those guys uh, on these guys that are like, you know, DFS bargains and stuff. They probably won't be as attractive
1: right yeah um i mean yeah i i think that there's there's just not really a ton to learn i guess from this season right like it just it just feels like feels like there just is not that much that you you can learn from all of what happened with all of these guys because uh it it just was a loss season i mean do you think that the warriors like where do we think they will finish in the west next year
0: i um, mean yeah. So, I probably – I was bad. I thought they were going to do really well. Obviously, Steph getting hurt. But they were bad even before Steph went down. So, I mean, getting Clay back, getting Dre, getting Steph, getting, you know, whatever they turn into Wiggins, whatever – if if it is Wiggins or the draft pick. I mean, they had, they're they set up pretty nicely. So, you would think that you're probably putting them three behind the L.A. teams, right? I mean, as good as like, – as good as Houston is, as good as – well, Utah's been bad lately. Denver. So, they're in that Denver Denver tier, I'd say maybe even at the top of it depending on what Bob Myers and those guys do like they're definitely gonna yeah. be a really good team
1: well and i mean i guess i guess that it is not uh i guess that it is not out of the realm of like things that could happen that they get someone in free agency right that they yeah. that they find a way to go full light years and uh you know like just i mean i i don't even know have you have you heard any rumors or possibilities out there of them trying to do that
0: Yeah, other than just get rid of Wiggins. And, you know, that's another thing, too. Like, Wiggins has played a lot better and it's really helped his trade value if you look at it from that standpoint, too. So, you know, I think they're going to keep playing him and try to get him, you know, boost his value. I think they're going to trade him. I've pretty much said that since the trade went down. Um, But, yeah, they're they're really set up well um, with, obviously, Steph, who's, you know, top five player, top two, top three, top one, even if you you believe that shooting is that important, which is fair. But, um, yeah. I think they're in good shape, uh, it's kind of nice. and I it's guess like the, it's like the Spurs Tim Duncan thing, you know, like they, yeah, they, like when he got hurt, and then you know, I'm sorry, David Robinson got hurt, and then bam, you got Tim Duncan, you got dynasty, and you're, or not, you know, quote unquote dynasty, but you got a 15 year Hall first ballot Hall of Famer, and you know, multiple championships, and pops a legend because of it.
1: Well, what uh, what is what is kind of interesting about this year, though, is that it seems like there is not. Um, like some like crazy stud lock number. Like, there's no Zion in this draft yeah. class. Right? right. And I think that is like, we just, we haven't even started to hear about, Oh, you know, this guy's going to go first overall. Like, it seems like this is, uh, you know, not a super strong draft class, which, you know, obviously would not be, uh, that's not what the warriors wanted. I'm sure.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it is what it is. And we see this all the time. Like the, the Giannis draft class was like one of the worst. And like, they got the MVP in that draft class, you know? So yep. a lot of uncertainty in, in the draft, um, you know, much like, you know, it's a NFL combine time too. So uh, yeah, a lot of, lot lot goes into figure out who you should take. So definitely. The and, draft.
1: and there like, there just are always guys. There are, um there are always guys who have sick March Madness tournaments and like yeah, that, exactly. that totally changes the way that the, uh, that the NBA draft goes. Yeah. So
0: I think of uh, just like Mikel Richardson was like way off the board and he had a huge March, and then he got, you know, boosted to the first round. He's obviously like way out of the league right now. But just guys who could just have hot months and boost up, uh, like Kemba Walker, like for instance, he was the guy who wasn't supposed to go in the lottery and he went pretty yep. early. But that's actually proved to be right because Kemba's really good. But um, yeah, it's just, there's definitely um, more than one way to skin a cat or whatever for figuring out who you should draft. But um, yeah, it's 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 a it's a process. So and just just quick note: uh, I know football Twitter. That whole like um, the take where it's like, oh yeah, no one who ran a four three is like a Hall of Fame receiver. Like that yeah, is like, the, like worst the dumbest take, I've take ever of all time. Heard. Yeah. yeah, like oh my god, that's like saying like, oh, I don't want guys who can jump and- Oh, oh yeah, no one who's shot like you know whatever percent this and that. Obviously, it's not true because Steph, whatever. But
1: yeah, right. What
0: a, what a bad take. <laughs> yeah, just
1: I mean, just some of the stuff that these football guys come up with. It just yeah. it seems like I don't even like. it, I, seems is it wild. like? Do
0: they do that like on purpose to get a rise out of us? I feel like they ha- can't be that dumb, you know.
1: No nah, man, football guys. <laughs> football guys are like, and anything that you could say uneducated about, you know, that Barkley and the TNT guys say, like. Yeah. It, it, the football guys are way worse because yeah. they they just have less of an understanding of uh, what's uh, what's going on on the field. But uh, so I, I did want to talk about the the Hornets a little bit. And well, I just started thinking about you know what teams are in really bad shape, and we talked about it a little bit on the show last week. But you know I was looking, and Devonta Graham started the season. He was amazing. He just it felt like he was crushing it every night. So now he's down to fifty two percent true shooting. 0.1 BPM. I mean, did we just get did we just get too excited about Devonta Graham? You know, shooting really well for two months.
0: Yeah, we talked about this last week a little bit when I mentioned that his three point percentage had dropped every single month um, of the season, which is just insane to have that kind of trend over that much time. But uh, yeah, and man, I actually tweeted this out yesterday uh, at one stretch. He, his first half shooting was like five of twenty nine um it's like 17 percent from that field it was just like what the heck is going on here um just missing he missed like so many bad shots I don't know what happened and like they're not even like defended shots like his little floater game has just disappeared um and it wasn't really good to begin with but it was enough to get him by um he's just so bad in the paint um you know he's not getting free he's not good on ball shooting anymore um he had a couple he had a pretty decent game yesterday uh, especially in the second half. And actually right after I tweeted that five of 29 said, he went on a little run. Uh, so that was kind of cool, but um, yeah, he's hurt now too. So Giannis fell on him in the last couple minutes and uh, checked out, checked back in. And now he's probably not going to play tomorrow. So uh, without Malik Monk, maybe we'll see a little Dwayne Bacon uh, who's been in the G league. He may have to come up out of desperation. And by the way, uh, the Hornets had Dwayne Bacon bobblehead in a, uh, day yesterday. And he didn't even, he wasn't even on the team. for uh, <laughs> with the G league, but uh yeah it's just that that team has just been a whole add Adam monk thing it's just their backcourt is just a total mess like they're gonna have to play Caleb and Cody Martin more uh, obviously Terry Rozier is gonna be really busy if Graham misses time um Willie Hernan Gomez had a good game yesterday too so a lot of just like you know a lot of fantasy storylines here like they're gonna be a tough team to, they're slow they're, they play a slow pace so uh it's not too too attractive but yeah, just a whole lot of unknowns uh with this if Devontae does miss a bu- bunch of games. But yeah, he's definitely lost. He was like the unanimous most improved player probably, you know, two months ago, right? And now it's kind of wide open.
1: It seems it seems super wide open for mm-hmm. most improved. Like I like I was I was just, you know, kind of prepping for this and I couldn't even think of a yeah. guy who like you know, pretty much every year we're like, oh, this guy's locked in. I, I thought it was interesting. Earlier in the year, you said, you know, what about what about just what about Giannis winning it, just going yeah. to like the the full next level? Is like, I mean, he's just gone full Thanos on the NBA this year. Yeah,
0: it was like last year, and I actually made a couple cases where Harden was MVP. This year, there's no case to be made. Like he's probably going to unanimous, like Steph did, right? Like I don't even know how you can make a case for anybody. Uh, else.
1: no, there will be. There will like uh the boss. Some le- Boston
0: guy will pick Tatum. Someone will pick Carmelo. Le- Lebron, kidding.
1: Lebron will get a vote. You know, whatever. Yeah, yeah I guess so. So yeah, the the probably, favorite yeah,
0: one, one, one Lakers one one of the West Coast writers will probably give it to Lebron.
1: The favorite right now for most improved is Brandon Ingram, which I I think is stupid.
0: Yeah, well, he's been. If I if I
1: was it. voting, if I was voting for this, and I mean literally, I don't even think he's listed. I would, I would vote. Oh, he's he's eighty to one. I would vote for Tatum if it was if was it was thinking, up to yeah, me. I
0: had, I had, I tried to put together like a little list. Um, what's Bam listed at? Bam is uh,
1: plus six hundred. So okay, that yeah, I, I actually, if I was gonna bet one of these, I would bet Bam and just yeah. be like, man, I hope he just goes nuclear for three he's weeks. He's been
0: trending up too. He had a really strong February. He was a little bit of a dip in December, but then he came back in January. He's been really good. Obviously, the heater playing really well. He's just, like, it's crazy. Like, and I talk about this all the time. We use Pro 36 all the time for stats, and these guys who play, you know, low 20s, there's an argue, argument to be made they could play harder, you know, blah, 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 blah. But BAM's, like, per-minute stats haven't dropped at all despite the massive boost in playing time. So, um, yeah, it's definitely uh, – I think BAM is a guy that comes to mind. And really, you know, we got some time here, so – a guy who could really make his case, Christian Wood. Uh, I know a guy we talk a lot on this Yes,
1: podcast. I mean, he's, he's going to play really, 35 really minutes a night. Yeah.
0: yeah, so if he has a, a monster finish, and I think he's going to, um, you know, and maybe, you know, these Devontes kind of fade away. Tatum maybe doesn't have another month like he did. He had a historic month. What it was like him and five other Celtics have gone. Uh, a month with 30 points per game. But Tatum is just he's, – he's definitely – so, like, the year Giannis won most improved, I was kind of against it because we saw uh, the year before, after the break, he was awesome. So he wasn't really that much improved. That was an co- argument I always made. Like, I thought, like, Miles Turner or somebody else like that was, you know, a little bit more deserving. But Tatum's kind of the same thing. And But then Tatum was actually kind of bad last year. So his improvement, as far as, like, trajectory goes, you know, because uh, a couple years ago he was kind of trending up had really efficient games. He was like never bad on his rookie season. And last year he had the the Kobe effect um, where he was just taking bad shots, but he's really, really stepped it up. So, yeah, I'd probably put him in the top three or four. Um, uh, as a guy that considered, but yeah, there's a lot of basketball left to be played and we know silly season could really have some guys. open.
1: Silly up. season can just have these, the guys numbers go crazy. Like, yeah. because, because all of a sudden you have Christian, uh you know, Bam Adebayo is not playing against, you know, full strength NBA teams. He's playing against, you know, some G league center who's not ready to be in the NBA yet. Like, like that can happen every night.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I mean, Luca, could, could we make a case for him? Cause Luca is second
1: in the most improved odds right now. Yeah. It just
0: the odds don't seem good enough. It's plus plus yeah. one seventy five. Yeah. So he's definitely a guy if he finishes strong, um, I know we're talking about him a little bit, but yeah, he definitely can make a case. Um, uh, even Trey, um, even Devin Booker has been really, uh, it, a lot of people like that whole, like, you know, going from star to superstar kind of a thing, which, you know, Tatum and you could say Booker, but he's not going to get enough wins. People care about that too much, but, um, yeah, uh, even Jalen Brown, like he's really, really improved this year. Um, especially from a fantasy standpoint, he was a guy that was like terrible for fantasy, and he's really stepped it up. Uh, Shea leading the NBA in minutes, um, he's been awesome. Uh, there's, yeah, there's a lot of guys that uh, know if they get really hot down the stretch. Colin Sexton, another guy who's really played well lately. Um, he was pretty bad. He had a good, he was decent for a month and a half last year, but he's been his last two months. He has really turned into an efficient guy um obviously he's not going to win it but just kind of I thought that I was looking at his stats um the other day and I was like well Sexton's really been stringing them together so um it's I I love most improved it's one of my it's probably my favorite award in basketball especially for fantasy you know we, we want to have like the most improved candidates on our teams and things will go well if you do that
1: all right kind of along kind of along the same lines we did we give a little bit of Giannis talk there and uh I I feel like the betting markets really like the Bucks, but like your average person who watches the NBA, because the Bucks lost, they didn't even make the finals last year. I feel like people kind of underrate the Bucks, and and you know the fact that they don't have Brogdon anymore. So like from the from the outside looking in, could you pinpoint a weakness for the Bucks that you know play that teams could attack during the playoffs?
0: I mean, you just have to beat them with threes uh like that's pretty much what it comes down to uh, they don't defend the three well and man um the well hornets they, games, they
1: like purposely allow them yeah. right like that well they their just defenses. dominate
0: inside i mean they're like i was watching the hornets and this happens all the time but just yesterday like the hornets couldn't get anything inside um like and brooke lopez for sure low key i don't think it's low key but you know the defensive player that you're candidate Uh, for sure like he's just he's really really stepped up Uh, i think
1: i think zach Lowe and chris herring talked about that the other day on on the low post
0: (laughs) yeah so he's he's been just like dudes can't post up against him dudes can't roll against him he's he's so freaking good so if you're taking injuries out of the equation i mean i don't know it's like i said just they have so you just have to hit shots against them like the fred van vliet situation and something along those lines um that'll have to be their undoing but this team just has – and, again, assuming Giannis is healthy and Middleton gets – you know, he's minor injury. He should be fine. Uh, even Bledsoe is playing a little bit better. But they just have so many ways they can beat – we talked about this all season. There's so many guys that could step up. Like Dante DiVincenzo, he had like five or six marvelous passes yesterday. Um, like, so he's really stepped up as a player. Um, you know, even Pat Connaughton played late minutes last night or yesterday. I keep, it was a day game. Um, he's really stepped up. Uh, Robin Lopez is really good. We talked about Marvin Williams being a great fill in for a fit for how well they're playing. So, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, I don't know. We talk about the LA teams all the time, but I think that, uh, betting the bucks. I think betting the bucks is a good bet.
1: Yeah. So that was on uh, Leone and I both have bet the bucks, um, over the last over the last two weeks i I bet the Lakers earlier in the year, and we talked uh, we talked a little bit uh, earlier in the year this show about some of the the deeper teams the only The only deeper team I would bet right now is the Houston Rockets because i I think that this centerless version of basketball you know what it kind of reminds me of it's kinda of just like pickup basketball, right? Like when you go yeah. play, play when you go play pickup, you don't have a center. Like there's not a seven foot guy. Everyone is roughly the same size. Everyone roughly can do like the same things. Now, for the Rockets, you know, obviously they, they play Westbrook and they play Harden. And then the job of the other three guys is to play defense, rebound, and shoot open shots. Yeah. But uh I, I, I think it works, man. I, I think it works and it would not surprise me if the Rockets go through, you know, this upcoming offseason or whatever, and they they don't get a center. They're just like,
0: you know, what oh, we don't for need sure. one. Yeah, they're not they're not interested. In, I I would like I'd be stunned if they did if they did go get a center because um, it, it works, man. Like, and we talk about Robert Covington a lot on this pod, but oh my god, he's been so freaking good. Such a good fit, man. Yeah, like he's such a good help defender, arguably the, maybe the best help defender in the league. Uh, I still think he's a pretty good on ball guy too, but um, yeah, like it's. So I talked about him blocking centers last week. Uh, This week, it's been like the reverse. Uh, He's been blocking like all small. So I looked it up over his last two games. All six are against perimeter players. Uh, Two on Tatum, one on Jalen, two on Dylan Brooks, uh, and then one on John Morant. And it's five of those were on driving layups. Um, A lot of help side defense too. So like, he's just so good, man. And we said, before the trade went down, we were like, yeah, if Robert Covington goes to the Houston, they're going to be really good. They've been I think they're seven and one when Robert Covington and Westbrook play together, um and yeah, they have the formula to really, ups, especially if you know we see good version. In, in January Harden was horrible, and now that February Harden is, he had you know quote unquote bad couple games. He still had a really really good February. um Well, him and Westbrook averaging thirty points and five dimes as teammates, I think is like first or second teammate but do do whatever do that. But um yeah, they're uh, I I think they're gonna be. I think that I mean, I guess them and Denver are kind of two a two b behind the LA teams with Utah not playing well right now. Um, I guess I don't really think anyone would disagree with that. I'm sure Drew was here. He said well, Drew's been kind of anti Rockets, but he he was coming around last week too. So I'm sure he's he would probably agree with me, right? Like I don't really think there's any other take you can have there, right?
1: Yeah, no, I I think he I think he would be pretty much on the on the same yeah. page yeah. with you. Uh, okay, so so I want to stare a little bit into the future. What do we think the first round of seasonal leagues is like next year? Do we think Do we think Giannis goes first
0: overall, then Harden? No, it's got to be hard, man. Uh, Harden, man. Giannis because really because of the, the three pointers. Yeah, well, that and just Giannis, who's actually he's shooting like I think low seventies from the line, but the free throw percentage just kills his value. Uh, you know, missing games here and there. We saw him miss games here and there a couple seasons ago last year. So, it's – like, Harden is – and we, we came into this year – I had Harden, two behind Cat, which obviously is wrong because Cat's hurt. But, yeah, like, Harden's just – he's just every game, he barely misses time. Monster usage, monster minutes, game in, game out. Like, it's – Harden's the best player in fantasy, man. Like, I, it's, it's – there's really no one – Anthony Davis is good, but we're seeing him miss time now. He's probable, like, li- literally every game he's pro- at least probable – um, just hard and so so reliable uh, and even when he slumps he just produces defensive stats and it's yeah it's definitely hard and after that that's when it gets kind of like Jokic, Dame, Giannis, um, Curry if he comes back I probably won't be drafting Curry next year um, and, it's, and, and then you're looking at like your Trey Youngs, your Tatums even John Collins maybe he's really stepped up um, but yeah there's a, a lot of ways to go um, for who, who you draft first next year. I'm trying to think who I'm leaving. Oh, I, I just don't take Cole. I just – because I'm scared he's going to miss time. But, um, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, I, won't, it seems, I don't It seems to
1: like well, – what just seems kind of like a weird transit – like, you know, we've seen this happen in seasonal fantasy football where – you know, it used to just be, you know, you jam running backs and now that's changed yeah. and fantasy baseball is a little bit different now with the lack of, you know, truly dominant high-end pitching and the lack of steals. So, like, guys who are okay players but, you know, have steals and power. Like, it just it just feels like there's a little bit of transition in fantasy basketball due to the rest stuff with these guys now.
0: Yeah, and there's more strategy involved where you got to make sure – you want to try to pair your top guy with your other guy. I, I've always said you can never have too many point guards – but if you, it's tough to go big, big if you're in a competitive league because you're gonna have a really tough time uh, getting a good point guard, um, you know, after round three in pretty much every league you play in. But um, yeah, I mean, like Bam out of bios, guy hasn't missed a game since 2018. Like that, I, I just love like games. and I, I, this is really my big thing over the course of uh, the summer, I was like, I want games played, and that was yeah. my main target. That's why I was so high on Cat, which obviously didn't work out, but. You know, there's obviously flukes, like, with this whole knee thing and now the wrist thing. Um, this cat missing this much time after, you know, a car crash uh, that, you know, may have ended people's careers. Um, you know, he came right. back from that, and he had, the, you know, the knee injury last year, too. But, yeah, like, the guy was indestructible, and just all of a sudden he's missing. Like, Andre Drummond's missing time now. So, um, it definitely, I definitely think that there's a, you know, I, you know, I don't, injury prone's a, a, a tough thing to throw around, but. Um, it's like LeBron, for instance, like he had that one groin thing last year, and he's just been so indestructible too. But he's getting up there, but he's really defied, um, you know, like basically physics, uh, for how durable he is at his age. So, well,
1: That's he's really- like playing, he's like playing more games now. Like the older he gets, like he used yeah. to rest more when he was back when he was back in Miami, but is playing less now, yeah. which is wild. Or yeah. but played less than playing more now.
0: Yes, yeah, so we talked about this with Drew. Like he, when he was playing like forty minutes a game, he was still not even resting. But yeah, the guy is just a total freak, man. Like when it, we, I remember what like three or four years ago, we were like, oh, maybe even five years ago, it was like LeBron and Adrian Peterson. It's not that anymore. Like LeBron's definitely in the class by himself.
1: Yeah, and we were, we were, I mean, you know, I remember people talking on podcasts and stuff uh, back after the, when the Miami run ended. So this is even before like the 2016 title, like people talking about like, oh, what is the, what is the second act for LeBron James going to be? Yeah. And uh, what, what's happened is he started out, he was, uh, you know, a wing. He was a small forward. And then he was, when he played in Miami, he was like power forward. Mm-hmm. And now he's a point guard. Uh, yeah. And I mean, you know what? I, I think he'll play like another like seven years. Honestly, I really yeah. do. I definitely he's think such he's a gonna, freak.
0: He's definitely going to play against the sun. Yes. Gonna be really cool. That's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's we, like, I talked, this is another topic that comes up all the time. Um, pretty much everywhere. Like LeBron's career arc is just so it's, it could just be so it could be as long as it wants, you know, like it's pretty much what it's going to come down to. Like I know with the whole Kobe thing, he was talking about about being with his kids and this and that. But I mean, with as much money as he has, he could basically be wherever he wants, you know, and just like fly private or whatever he's got to do. But other than that, like he's going to play, I think he's going to play. Do you think he could take a shot at the most points ever? I think that's probably going to happen, right? He's r- how
1: far away is he behind? will I, mean, probably, like, I think the far. math
0: was, I think the math is like four seasons or so. At, at like oh, the same I mean, and and and
1: here's the thing: I do love LeBron. Like, I'm not I'm not one of those people that like actively goes around trying to criticize him. Uh, but I mean, he is super aware of all of these records. Oh, and for sure, he doesn't like talk about he. It, but no doubt. Yeah, like he is super aware. He super wants to do that, and uh, he will kind of do whatever it takes. Like, he will. It would it would not surprise me if LeBron it kind of does like. Um, like he he will be fine, I think, playing off the bench for the Suns at
0: age forty-two. Like
1: yeah. I I I kind of think that that is something.
0: Even.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, like I think he, he would he be comfortable do doing that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he's what five thousand points away. Um, and he's going yeah. So he's I he, I'm pretty sure he's got it. Yeah, like, like if he had, like, a,
1: a Vince Carter-esque, like, fourth act of his career, would anyone be surprised?
0: Yeah, yeah definitely. Like, if, I mean, he's, yeah, if he's, he's playing,
1: like, 18 minutes off the bench for a bad team, like, I would not be surprised if that happened.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah, I could see it. I mean, he's, and, like, Carter gets DMP CDs all the time, but, like, I love Vince Carter. He was one of my favorite players as, as a kid, and LeBron's different, dude. Like, LeBron's... Again, I think he's the best player ever. Obviously, Jordan's really good, but I think LeBron's going to go down as the best player ever. I, more more, so, more so, unanimous. What's I up? I
1: saw this. I saw this. Uh, uh, you probably follow him, Miles Brown, uh, M. Dot Brown. He tweeted um, like a month ago, like I don't care what anyone under the age of thirty-five thinks of Michael Jordan. And Dink sent it to me, like, making fun of me. And I said back, like, oh, I don't care what anyone over the age of 35 thinks about Michael <laughs> Jordan or or yes. what anyone over the age of 35 thinks about LeBron. Like, I just yeah. – I'm completely out on those two categories. Because, yeah. I mean, LeBron, he is the best, dude. LeBron is the best player. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, people say it's like, oh, rings. Like, okay, whatever, man. Like, just the playoffs. I don't know. I, I am very much team regular season, you know. I love regular season. It's because I'm, I'm – I'm not famous. even – I, but, uh, I mean, I
1: think I think rings are like you know whatever. Like that's a, that's a real that, thing. When, so
0: like Robert Robert or like yeah Robert, yeah, Hori Robert is, like, Horry, the best player ever. Like come on, dude. Like
1: I don't really care about that. It's just like I just people people just love to lionize stuff that they liked when they yeah. were growing up. You know, yeah. whatever. Which and I what think up. like
0: the Igadala MVP case is interesting too because he has the Finals MVP. So. And like we, we talked we talked about Iggy on the last pod too. Like Iggy's career is a lot better than the Warriors days, man. And a lot of that goes into that. But uh,
1: I feel like so many people yeah. didn't even like know that Iggy used to be like, uh, like the f- like straight up, um,
0: he was a top like a star player. Like he years. he was a star. Yeah. yeah, he
1: was a star player. And I just yeah. I feel like a lot of people don't even know that.
0: Yeah, he was uh, very. Le- he got compared to LeBron all the time in fantasy because he just did so many things. With like decent assist numbers and, you know, not really good in free throw percentage too. So yeah, it's kind of weird, but yeah, yeah. I, I got mad love for, although he actually, his comment with uh, the Duncan Robinson comment was a funny one. Where he's like, yeah, I thought he was a ball boy, but uh, dude, by the way, Duncan Robinson led, led February in threes, <laughs> uh, which is crazy. Like that guy was like totally couldn't barely make the rotation last year. Yep. Um, it was tough for him. Now he's, yeah. Now he's like one of the best players and best shooters in the league like, quickly. Pretty cool.
1: Um, all right. So, how, what are your, what are your first responses to the Luca, to the Luca KP partnership? How do you, how do you see that partnership progressing?
0: First of all, oh my God, Porzingis has been really good lately. Um, that's an LL take. I thought, I thought he was going to really fall off with a knee injury. But, and, and actually, Rick Carlisle had a pretty interesting quote. It was almost, I thought he was like, you know, sub, subtweeting the Rockets, you know, not in a tweet, obviously, but, um, you know, he's talked about the center being cool. It'll be a guy with great length, can shoot long range, can drive it, can pass and protect the rim, can rebound, and knows how to play the game. So, like, you know, you, you see the Rockets going so small with the under six six guys, and you see the complete opposite of that. Um, but, yeah, he needed to switch to the five, and he was reluctant to do so, and it's been big. Um, they've really turned him on as a role, man. Even without Luka yesterday, they ran a lot of DeLon Wright, uh, J.J. Brea, too, was him as a role man, um, which was what we were expecting really all season, and it was really more pick and pop, um, but yeah, we saw when KP was at his best, you know, before he got hurt um, with the Knicks, it was just like two dribble drives, one dribble drives, you know, fancy moves in the post, obviously the range, too, but yeah, he's, he's really stepped it up. Uh, I still think they're going to need a couple more things to happen to be kind of to get them up into the you know, the Steph Warriors and the LA teams, but they definitely have the upside to do it um, with Porzingis playing the way he is right now.
1: Yeah, uh, I so I I think my main concern on the my my main concern with the long run for that particular pairing is you're gonna have to put some really good defensive players with them, right? Like you're you're gonna have to have yeah. one pretty sick wing you're going to have to have i would think well you know what maybe you don't need to have a center to play with kp maybe you just need to go luca kp and then three you know covington's basically right like maybe yeah, yeah, maybe maybe yeah. that's what you do maybe that works
0: yeah. yeah and uh again uh shooters too right like uh speaking of duncan robinson like seth curry's February is insane I think he was like almost 75 true shooting uh for the month uh just had a ridiculous that 37 point game against miami was was ridiculous um it was actually of among players with 15 plus shots from the field it was the highest effective field goal percentage ever uh in a game uh so he's just rolling right now um it's nice to see that curry boys can shoot it i guess but uh yeah i'm like you said, they definitely need more depth. Like we thought, the DeLon Wright thing would be a better fit for them, but it hasn't really been working out as far as like statistical progress goes. But yeah, they definitely aren't quite complete. Uh, they're definitely still a work in progress. So
1: yeah, it's they really have they have more left to do. Which, but I mean, yeah, you know, Luca, whatever. Luca they just they turned, they they, just knew, they knew 21. that. Yeah, they right. just
0: turned twenty one, so we don't even. And K and KP is KP.
1: only what twenty four.
0: Uh yeah, I think so. Yeah,
1: so I'd say it's not like I mean, if I had to bet. Luca KP together over under point five championships. I would probably take the over. I I really I really would because I think Luca is so good, and I think yeah. that Porzingis got underrated because he hasn't played for so long, right? Like I, I just yeah. I think that people kind of and and I know that he doesn't have like a great track record of like amazing amazing efficiency like winning numbers while on the floor. But you just take a look at like. What's this guy do? What's his size? What's his skill set? And I'm like, that's a winning NBA player to me.
0: And he actually just got named Western Conference Player of the Week. Um, this is a record as I'm reading my phone right now, but yeah, it's yeah. He had a he's playing re- really really well right now, but um, yeah, like I said, I I guess just because Luka's gonna play for so long, and then KP, I don't think it's going anywhere. So like, it's more of like betting on Luca than it is betting on Chris Dabbs, I'm sure you agree. Yeah,
1: yeah, you're you're uh, betting yeah. on Luca. You're betting on. Luca getting in a little bit better shape, right? Because like, and not that not that he's out of shape, but like he's not a very good defensive player right now. But he's so smart, you would think that you know, kind of like in a, uh, you know, you know who actually my comp is for Luca is just like, um, like steroid Manu Ginobili. That's kind of what he reminds me of. Is just yeah, like definitely. the the extreme like wing ver- like super crafty, really good shooter, always finds always finds the uh, the the right uh pat like it's just like that's just a good comp for me
0: yeah the craftiness definitely comes to mind but yeah um to your point about them so he was supposed to play you know closer to 35 and he only has a 0. 0.7 minutes per game increase so yeah um you know getting him on the floor for for a few more game minutes would definitely help them out um it used to be they had a, a pretty stark um net rating difference uh with and without luca that's probably changed a little bit but um yeah, have to check that in a second, but yeah, he's him him getting in better shape definitely is going to happen. That was really the big focus. That and free throw percentage uh, last year for uh, last summer for, were his two big areas to improve, and, and he's been a lot better from the line this year. That's kind of uh, one thing that's really helped his fantasy value. But um, actually, yeah, with him off the court, um, they are plus three point nine net rating, so they're still doing pretty well versus with him uh, plus seven point four. So yeah, it's kind of closed a lot.
1: All right, the, the last thing that I the last thing that I wanted to uh to go over today is uh do you think that the the Orlando Magic do they have a sneaky good core of young players? I, I kind of think that the answer is yes. I kinda think they do.
0: Aaron Gordon has been ridiculous lately. Uh, he had that triple double. I have to pull up his stats over his last eight or nine games, but he has like apparently slam dunk snubbing is apparently like a narrative now. Um, but yeah he's just really turned into a player that we thought he was going to be just a guy who can do, fill so many categories um, yeah last eight uh, he's at 18 10 six and a half assists uh, 1.3 blocks 0.9 steals and 1.5 threes on good shooting like he turned he basically turned into Kawhi um, over over this stretch um, but then obviously um, he's not even their best player the best player is Jonathan Isaac so yeah, uh, Marco Fultz has been uh, better. You know, he's been, you know, a winning – not like a winning, you know, a championship, but, like, you know, a playoff caliber starter. Um, he's really stepped up. Uh, he's still not even a finished product yet either, so I think he's still got a lot of room for growth um, as far as, like, facilitating and uh, moving the ball around. But, yeah, they've uh, – those that a pretty good little young quarter right there. You um, know Vooch uh, is a solid option. Um, Terrence Ross has had a pretty good couple weeks here. Um, and then yeah, it's kind of it though. But uh but unless Jonathan Isaac and then if, if Aaron Gordon keeps playing like this, they definitely um you know, I don't think they're gonna maybe they get a game or two in the first round if they can they could probably take the seven seed. The Nets aren't playing well right now. So um you yeah, I guess they could get a game off like Toronto, or maybe even two games. But Isaac's not gonna play, but if Gordon I, yeah, I just
1: yeah. I think like so Fultz, Isaac, Bamba, Gordon I think those guys can be four of the eight players on, um, you know, a a very good Eastern Conference team. Obviously, none of those guys are stars unless Aaron Gordon, you know, somehow uh, becomes like a 37% uh, three-point shooter overnight. Seems seems unlikely that that would happen. But, you know, if you toss in, uh, you know, like a – some like uh, Damian Lillard, whatever, you know, yeah. some, someone like that, some extremely good shooting guard that creates space and, and makes players, uh, makes interior big men like that better. Um, like, I, I, I don't know. I just was kind of looking at their roster the other day, and I was like, they have, a, like, way more young, good players than you think, and partly because this Fultz thing worked out. Like, they, yeah. they took a gamble on Fultz, and they're, they're getting paid off.
0: Yep, uh, and they pick high, you know. I mean, Gordon was – they got all these lottery picks – um, that, uh, and even, even Bob, like, so Bob, you mentioned Bamba, he has to play more minutes, man. Like he's played 20 minutes, just four games this season. Um, and he had a, it's cause he has a restriction on him. So, uh, and we talk about this too, these long bodies, man, like it's, it's tough to once you have that kind of mark on your record that you may have some durability concerns, it's going to be really tough to overcome that. Um, which we're seeing Chris Tapps do now, but, um, yeah, he, a guy who I thought was going to be a lot better. Um, Than he was, but because uh, we, we thought that you know Booch was going to get traded last year because they were going to clear the way for Bamba, but you know even Isaac could play some five too. So um, definitely the the jury is for sure still out on Bamba, but um, I, I'd call this year a disappointment for him just with the lack of playing time. Even when um, like when Booch went down, his just briefly like he was, wasn't getting big minutes. So um, yeah, it's kind of weird. But yeah, Isaac's good though, and uh, G- Gordon, what he's been. Serious, like as good as he's basically like non mainstream Jason Tatum right now, you know, because yes. he's not like on a great team, not in a big market. But his improvement has been similar, um, to what we saw. And Tatum's obviously the way, way better player, but um, right, his improvement has been remarkable, really. Maybe he, you know, I don't think he's going to make a case for most improved player, but uh, I mean, if he plays like this for the rest of the season, like you could definitely make a case for him,
1: yeah. All right, man. Well, I uh, I think that's gonna do it for us here on uh, on the show. Uh, let people know what you guys have going on over at Roto World.
0: Yeah, I'm get, uh, getting down to the fantasy playoffs, man. So um, we'll definitely be focusing more on who to pick up. Uh, we talk a lot about streaming in our blurbs now. That's always a, a fine art of uh, an art form. I always appreciate proper streaming. Um, yeah, so that's looking forward to that. And yeah, I've got uh, one of my main fantasy leagues uh, starts the playoffs today. So uh, I'm pumped for that. Uh, I have Devonte who just got hurt, and I need Cam Reddish to play tonight. But, uh, yeah, um, fantasy playoffs times are real, real fun. Beautiful.
1: All right, everyone make sure to follow Mike on Twitter and uh, check back next week, and we'll be back with another episode.